You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. And this is Chad. And we are back with a very special episode. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And it's not just Chad and I here. We have some special guests. We have uh, someone who abandoned us, abandoned ship. It's uh, true. Who has completely abandoned the Screeners podcast. Some would for... say he put a lightsaber on our backs. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and that is, is our own Chris Farrell back from hey. the Dark Check podcast. What's up, guys? Listen, He's sometimes back. you've got to go to Green pastures and wow <laughs> wow i'm excited to be back thanks for having me guys i'm excited Yeah, whatever whatever uh we also have chris's co-host on the geek car check podcast and my brother tyler who has been on the show much more than chris has in recent True story days. facts <laughs> tyler <laughs> thanks for being here i am so excited uh, guys i i think i'm pretty sure i was not on the last jedi podcast so i am so excited to finally be able to talk star wars with the screeners podcast i'm pumped Mm -hmm. we are going to dive right in but before we do uh, i want to remind you as always to follow us on social media Um, you can join in the conversation i'm sure there will be plenty of people wanting to talk about star wars i'm sure our opinions uh, will be totally chill and totally normal and no one's gonna argue with anything that we say all right let's uh let's just go ahead and dive right into our review of a tiny little film called star wars the rise of skywalker the force brought together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is, of course, directed by J.J. Abrams, written by J.J. and Chris Terrio. It stars all the people we know and love. Uh, the late Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Aki, Donald Gleason, Richard E. Grant, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, Jonas Sutamo, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, Ian McDiarmid, and more. The IMDb description reads, The Surviving Resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter huh, of the Skywalker saga. Uh, I'm sure we all have so many opinions. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm glad that we have this crew here today. Um, April does not uh, enjoy Star Wars, as she's said, so, so she dipped out for this episode. But I'm fascinated because I have no earthly <laughs> idea what any of you are going to think of this movie. I could, see, I could see you any of you hating it. I could see any of you loving it. So I am... I am really 
excited to hear what you guys think. Before we dive in, I want, or before we hear your review of the film, I want to hear um, what you think of this new trilogy. Obviously, The Last Jedi was uh, very divisive online. Lots of uh, trolls, lots of hatred against the film, and also lots of people calling it the best Star Wars film ever. So opinions are all over the map. And so I'm, I expect they will be for this film as well. So we're, gonna, we're going to start with our friend Chris. Yeah. Chris, so tell me what you think of the, this new trilogy. And then what did you think of The Rise of Skywalker? So I rewatched The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi with my kids uh, mm-hmm. this past week in preparation for taking them to see The Rise of Skywalker. And my uh, opinions really hadn't changed all that much. I felt like The Force Awakens was a wonderful kind of homage and kind of push, pushing the, the restart button, so to speak, with familiar characters and kind of slowly introducing us to these these new characters and setting up a world that I was very interested in. But I also felt like the story was very familiar, obviously. It was very, it didn't feel like it was doing anything truly new or different from what we'd already seen, but that's okay. They're just trying to set up this new world and get us comfortable to be back in this, this Star Wars uh, universe. And then uh, The Last Jedi came around um, and I think, and I believe I, I put together a letterboxed ranking. And I think uh, this is my number two favorite Star Wars film. The Last Jedi I find to be fascinating and unique, wonderful, just just an incredible just film by itself. It it did a had a fantastic job of making making Star Wars about something. Um, it had an actual message and purpose and meaning to it. And I still absolutely adore and love that movie. It's, it's probably my second favorite Star Wars film, uh, if not my first, very close to that. So that might give you a little bit of an idea of how I feel about Rise of Skywalker um, because, well, I'll talk about it in just a moment. But that's where I'm at. I, I just rewatched them and that's how I feel about those two films. I think they're, they're interesting and fascinating. The characters you know, where we're, there's a buildup to them, there's an arc. I was hopefully excited to see the payoff uh, in, in this film. So we'll see. Awesome. And 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 right before I uh, you get to your review of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, I want to say up front, uh, I should have said this earlier, we are, we are going to talk about spoilers, but we're going to wait until our spoilers section, just like we normally do, yeah. uh, until later on in the episode. So and the faster first we bit, can get to that, the better it'll be. Yes. 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 So we're just going to do our overall opinions, um, just kind of general thoughts on whether we liked or disliked the film yeah. kind of, uh, and then, and then in, in shortly we'll get to a spoiler section. So, so Chris, go ahead and dive into your, your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. So the rise of Skywalker is the best Michael Bay film I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, it is oh it's really gosh. good. Wow. Um, because wow. well, here, here, here's what I'll say. It looks really nice. It's a fun kind to of be just, fair guys. Chris is the, Michael Bay experts. So I love you. Got to listen to him here. I just, I just saw Six Underground, and this Ugh. is better than that. So that's my review of Skywalker. Wow, <laughs> this is better than Six wow. Underground. Wow. No, okay. Brutal. Gosh. So, so here's no, no, no. no. Let, let, let me say, here, let me say what I mean by that. That was kind of like you know, just to kind of get started, kind of inflame everyone. Um, <laughs> I, I think this this movie is is really fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's well paced. My kids loved it. It's a great kids movie. Um, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of, um, interesting callbacks. 
I feel like truly that JJ made a sequel to The Force Awakens. And that's unfortunate because it's not a sequel to The Last Jedi as it should have been. He just ignores, just ignores it. And very, very sad to me because the point of The Last Jedi was so powerful and then they just completely uh, just washed it away in this film. And it, 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 it was sad to me um, that it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just wasn't what I was hoping or expecting a, the end of three. This is, a, the, this is the end of three trilogies, right? This is not yeah, only the yeah. end of a trilogy. It's the end of, of three trilogies. I don't even know what you'd call that, uh, but it's, it is a trilogy of trilogies. It just is. It's, it wasn't as powerful or impactful or as message heavy as I was hoping it could be. There's a moment that is a little kind of tacked on at the very end that I was like, oh, okay, if we could have only explored that message more, I would have been so much more interested. But unfortunately, they didn't do that. I didn't feel like it just took the chances it could. It just did a kind of a cheap, we need to tie things up. And so we're going to do it as as quickly as uncaringly, but with as much, I don't know, like nostalgia as we possibly can. The choices that were made, especially plot wise in this, I just don't get. There's a great movie in the middle of this movie, uh, kind of like a fetch quest thing happening that I found when, when all the characters are together, I found to be the best part of this movie. Um, but the actual plot around it just did not unfortunately it didn't work for me. It just came out of left field and I was a little disappointed. I was hoping that some of the, you know, the, early on we saw the first trailer has the emperor's voice. I was kind of hoping that was just going to be a, a red herring and we were all going to go in expecting this one thing and it was going to be something completely different. And I was going to be like, oh, that's so good. They did something. But no, it was exactly what I was expecting it was going to be. And that's just a little disappointing to me. So that's how I feel about Rise of Skywalker. A little disappointing when they had such a great setup with The Last Jedi. Okay, so a little disappointing, but it does sound like you're not super negative mm-hmm. on it, just a little bit disappointed. No, no, I think it's it, it's a it's it's a fine film to go enjoy and have a good time, but it should have been more. It should have sure, been sure. the end of three trilogies. Yeah, that's what it should have been, and it just wasn't there. It didn't rise to that level. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, we will uh, move to the next member of the Geek Card Check podcast. Tyler, uh, tell me what you thought of this new trilogy, specifically The Last Jedi, and then and then what did you think of The Rise of Skywalker? Well, first of all, I love I love Star Wars in pretty much any form, and so basically the last few years have just kind of been candy for me um, in general. I I thought The Force Awakens, despite, yes, it's got some criticisms of being basically a rehash of A New Hope. I, I didn't care. Star Wars has always been kind of cyclical and and self-referential and and, um, and stuff like that. So that, that never bothered me. I thought Rey is such an interesting character. Uh, and then the things that they've done with her, and, and some of this I can't talk about until we get to, to spoilers, but the things that they did with her over Force Awakens and Last Jedi, um, you could not predict why things like why and how things were going to happen with her and i really loved that in a in a uh, franchise that has been very cyclical um she's been so unpredictable which i've loved um finn and poe are two fantastic characters um that were brought in and it's been great to they you know there's a lot more of them in rise of skywalker um but in in 
the first two movies, you know, getting a stormtrooper um, is, you know, who's run away and is rebelling against the, or the first order is, is such a, a cool idea. Um, Poe, there's been criticism that he's basically just new Han. I disagree. I think he's, he's um, really uh, a fantastic, just um, a character who cares deeply, even though sometimes he can be misguided. I loved Last Jedi. I see the criticism that a lot of people have for it, but I don't care. And not even that I'm ignoring it. Like I have those same criticisms and I'm just ignoring them. I, I see why people don't like it, but I disagree. Um, and I, I thought Last Jedi, I, I just rewatched the whole thing. I, I rewatched the whole whole saga except for solo mainly because i forgot solo existed um i rewatched all of them before getting to rise of skywalker and last jedi i liked it even so much more on this this last viewing of it so um did i say rise of skywalker i meant last jedi so last jedi just i think is, is a powerful film i agree with chris i um i wouldn't say it's my i don't think it, i would say it's my my second favorite star wars of all time but i think it, i agree with chris in that it's so it's way more powerful than people give it credit for um and there were so many people who had their expectations changed with it uh which is why so many people didn't like it but i love the message of of hope and this idea of sparking a rebellion that that is toyed with in the original trilogy but i think is so much more powerfully articulated in last jedi um and then followed through in this one so yeah i i've loved loved this new trilogy i think jj abrams was the perfect person to be helming it. Ryan Johnson was a great choice to, um, to follow up because Ryan Johnson is just an excellent filmmaker. And, and, and after Jurassic Park uh, or Jurassic World, I'm happy that Colin Trevorrow did not direct this one. And I'm happy that it's J.J. Abrams doing his thing. I, I loved this one. I really did. I, there are criticisms for this one. I would say similar to Last Jedi. There, there are some criticisms which we'll talk about in spoilers because I just don't think I can bring them up here. Uh, they're like, so there were some dropped plot elements um, from Last Jedi and even from this within Rise of Skywalker that, that didn't work all the way. There are just some pieces that didn't come together or, or some pieces that were not needed, I think, in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker. But emotionally uh, and just for you know, love of references and, and Easter eggs, and, but just this love of Star Wars that infuses Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, I absolutely just loved the movie. I'm going to go see it again tomorrow with my family. It, I, I just am so excited to, to just see more of it and to get back into the world. So, so yeah, my short, my short answer is, is Rise of Skywalker, I think, is, is great. There are, there are nits that we will pick as we discuss, I think, today. But, um, but in general, no, no problems that are so distracting or so detracting that, I, that it stops me from, from loving it. All right, Chad, uh, we're to you. So uh, recap real quick what you, what you thought of the new trilogy and what you thought of The Rise of Skywalker. I very much was or am a fan of the direction that this current trilogy went obviously the advance the advancements in technology and visual effects really bring to life a lot of the things that as a child I was envisioning in my mind and so just from a purely technical standpoint this new trilogy is is absolutely stellar I love the score I think that John Williams has done some really amazing things creating some new themes for new characters but also kind of variations on the theme I think the the final trailer for Rise of Skywalker has a new take on the on the traditional theme that is just it's thrilling every time I hear it I almost get emotional it's great um and i'm on record we talked about it ad nauseum here that my biggest problem with the the force awakens was that it was essentially a retelling of a new hope i don't think there's any way to deny that i mean jj abrams has even gone on record as is saying 
that his strength as a screenwriter is creating the mystery, not necessarily doing endings. He's literally said that. So when I look at this trilogy as a whole, I firmly believe that J.J. wrote the first one using the template for A New Hope and then was kind of like, okay, guys, let's see where it goes. <laughs> and so that comes through, which would have been, you know, a, an issue had it not been for Ryan Johnson coming in and making what I consider to be a borderline masterpiece film in The Last Jedi. So going into going into Rise of Skywalker, in the history of my movie-going life, I don't believe, because I, I was trying to imagine and think back, but I don't believe I have ever been as excited about seeing a movie as I was um, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, not only that, I don't think I've ever wanted to love a movie as much as I wanted to love this one. Some of the some of the good things about this movie that have already been said are, you know, the outstanding visuals, the sound design, the score. That being said, I, I am crushingly disappointed with this film. Mm. I mean, crushingly disappointed in this movie. I'm with you, Chad. Chad. Keep, keep I, preach it. Keep going. You um you look at this movie and uh, you know it's written by JJ. It has a story by credit um, with Colin. Uh, is it Trevorrow or Trevor? However Trevorrow. you say his last name. But the new people that they brought on, and you know, just take this for what it is. It's me being a little snarky because my heart is a little wounded right now. But you know, their their screenplay credits also include all the Jurassic World movies as well as one of them has a Batman v Superman credit. So you take that for what for what it is. My problem with this movie is is essentially, and I'm going to keep it generic, and we'll unpack it when we get into it. There's just so much crap that is happening in this movie that it feels to me to be completely overstuffed to the point that nothing can feel significant. The first hour or maybe a little less than that feels like this universe hopscotch because we go from like one location to the next and to the next and to the next, just very quickly cramming in very specific plot information that need to be conveyed to us in order to set up the, the stakes of this film because of the fact that we have to be reoriented to what things are happening, which we usually get in the crawl. But this is such a radical departure from where we left at the end of The Last Jedi that we are, in essence, having to start from ground zero and figure out what in the world is going on in this universe. Uh, it's very frenetic. It's exhausting, honestly. And so it really stopped me from locking into any sort of care pertaining to what was happening to these characters that I do very much care about. I agree with Tyler about one of the gifts that Jay AJ did give us is the are these new characters that we care about. We're just never given any time to breathe in this movie, certainly not in the first half. I mean, these characters that we have grown to love need a moment to just sit by a fire roasting some creature that they just found and talk to each other and reflect on their journey and their arc up to this point. But it feels like this script really prioritize the conveyance of events instead of allowing us to just spend time with these people that we care. They just go from, I mean, Chris mentioned the fetch quest in the middle, yeah. which he enjoyed. I enjoyed that to some degree because it's at, finally at that moment, we had some clarity of, of what was happening in plot. And I, I don't, I don't feel like I know much big picture. I don't know that I feel like I know much more about who these characters are from their character arc than, than where they were after I watched The Force Awakens. Now, there are some plot advancements that have happened, and Ray probably has a journey um, out of all the characters, but I would say with Poe and Finn, I mean, there's little things there that have happened to them, but I don't know that I understand more about 
the why and who they are. Well, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like the end of the Last Jedi, Poe had learned a lesson, right? And he was yeah. He should have he should have come into this yeah. film being a completely different character. But like should've I said, been. it just felt like a sequel to The Force Awakens. They completely ignored that amazing character arc that he went through in the last. For Jedi. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I disagree. Although I don't think what? that uh, they could have done it better, but I think that they, they did. There's a few moments that acknowledge, I think they could have done it better, but I, I think. They well, yeah. In a two and a half hour movie, a throwaway line d- doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So right. I, I'll wrap up here on the, on my overall thoughts and then we can get into, into specific spoilers, but a couple things. So it's impossible to talk about this movie without comparing it to the last Jedi because it's the movie that precedes it. Uh, I saw a meme that was going around that's in the style of the end credits of the movie. Uh, and it says written by Reddit. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny because to me, that's exactly what this movie feels like. While I don't want to spend a lot of time kind of comparing this movie directly to The Last Jedi, it is important somewhat in this case because my experience with The Last Jedi was that it was a movie that delighted and thrilled, sometimes frustrated, but most of all, it absolutely surprised me. It was such a pleasure to be in this universe, the Star Wars universe that I care so much about and it is so dear to me, and be exhilarated by what was unfolding. Uh, As a matter of fact, one of the best things I thought about where The Last Jedi ended was that none of us, and I remember we talked about it on the podcast, none of us had any idea what was going to happen in episode nine. We had no clues. Like this is a blank slate. Yeah. Uh, They can go anywhere. Right. Yeah. And JJ and team essentially took that blank canvas and then they made the worst possible choice. In my opinion, they chose to play it safe. Yeah. Uh, Which brings us to the overarching fatal flaw of this movie. In my opinion is that they made the most conventional choice at almost every single turn in this movie. I honestly say, and again, this is why I wanted to couch, couch this at the beginning is every movie I've ever seen in my lifetime, no movie did I want to love more than this. So I did not go into this like, okay, let's see what you're going to do. As a matter of fact, I was on record on the podcast saying in JJ, we trust. I think he's the right guy to, to, uh, to bring this home. But there was nothing in this movie as I watched it that surprised me. There was nothing that was unexpected. Uh, I think they had some moments that they wanted to have impact that this really didn't have as much impact for me, uh, primarily because it was just playing on nostalgia, you know, the entire time. And honestly, some of those things worked on me because I love this. It's 41 years. It's been with me my entire life. But the numerous times that it felt like the movie was directly commenting on or responding to The Last Jedi, it became really impossible for me to not feel like they were just trying to pander somewhat. And I don't, I hate to use that word, but it really does feel like they were trying to pander to the fan base that had such a visceral reaction to The Last Jedi. And so as a result, by far made the weakest of the new trilogy and it's not even close while at the same time being competently made and there are some action set pieces that that are pretty good uh and i'm gonna we'll talk about those specifically when we get into spoilers but overall i just left this movie sad i mean i went with a a group of friends who are all star wars fans and we always see these movies together and we always it was just very strange to be, and I know this is people's mileage may vary, but in my theater, there was not one moment where people cheered or, or, or clapped. 
uh, at the end when the credits came up, there was a little bit of applause and a little bit of like, woo. And I'm used to being in these environments where you just have these great moments that happen along the way. But because there was no mystery, there was no surprise, he made the choice that we've seen online a million times. It was just an, a crushingly disappointing experience for me and one that I am very, very sad to say. I, I think he, he has to get some credit in as much as he did wrap up the trilogy and the trilogy of trilogies in a way where admittedly he had a very difficult job with all of the things that he's trying to balance. Um, and I think as far as just telling a story that brings some sense of closure to a lot of these characters, he did a good job. He just did it in the most boring and uninspired way imaginable. And for that, mm. I will always be disappointed. Wow. Best Michael Bay movie ever. Wow. That's what I said, That's, man. Take keep that slander off this off this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm I'm definitely someone who enjoys Star Wars, but I'm not into I'm not into the lore or dissecting it the way a lot of fans do. I, I just love the movies. I think they're great movies, and I really I really love them. So, uh, with the Last Jedi specifically, I I, I think the Force Awakens is phenomenal um i don't disagree at all that it is a rehash of a new hope but it just works on such a visceral level for me it is so enjoyable uh jj does what he does best and sets up all of this mystery and and intrigue that you can't wait to see where it goes and so i think the force awakens is phenomenal the last jedi i like it uh, much less than the three of you do um, while still being a very, very excellent film um, and visually stunning, probably the, the best. I'm trying to think if this is a true statement or not, but probably the, the, the most exciting Star Wars film on a visual level. I think, I think it's gorgeous, but I thought I, I didn't love the film as a whole just because it, it, the, um, the pacing was so strange, so slow that the plot didn't move forward, but I love a lot of the emotional and character driven decisions. And so, and it's, it's Star Wars, so it's hard for me to say that there is any bad Star Wars film, even among the, the prequels. It's still Star Wars. It's still a world that I love to enter in. So even when you've got Attack of the Clones, being as uh, making as many stupid and annoying decisions, I have a hard time coming away from that and not still at somewhat enjoying myself just because of the world that we're in. So, so uh, enter uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I think this is easily the weakest of this trilogy. I don't think I'd, I'd find it hard to believe anyone arguing otherwise that this is stronger than the force awakens or the last Jedi. Cause it's just so clearly not, yeah, I would agree. but I found myself loving this film. It's so funny. This review is going to be interesting because I don't disagree with almost anything Chad said. I don't disagree with anything that Chris said or Tyler. I see all of those flaws and acknowledge them. Um, I don't disagree. I think, I think this movie plays it so safe. I think this movie is very, very messy. I think there are a lot of ways in which it, I think it's okay to use the term retcon where it, where it very clearly retcons some of the decisions made in the last Jedi in very frustrating ways, but it wrapped things up in a satisfying way. At the end, when the credits rolled, there were enough moments that, that wrapped things up or concluded things um, in ways that I, I just fell for. And so I, I really did love this film while still being so messy and being the weakest of this trilogy. There are so many things to nitpick, so many things that, that are poor decisions in this film, and we will get into all of those things. But... Um, as imperf imperfect as this film is and as um, much fan service as there is in here and as, as many things are very convenient that happen in this film, I just I can't deny that I felt happy with the way that this, this saga ended. 
So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little not torn because I, I'm definitely, definitely positive on this film. Um, but it's, it's a weird scenario where I, I see all of the flaws and acknowledge all the flaws, but still at the end of the day was, was very positive on the film. So I mean, kind of a weird spot on this one. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about spoilers. So is there anything you guys want to talk about before we, we head into the spoiler section? No. Okay, that's a resounding no. All right, so <laughs> so uh, so we will go around the horn real quick and do our normal ranking. Whether you should see this in the theaters, and if anybody says anything else, I think you're insane. But should you see this in the theaters? Uh, should you uh, pay money to rent this? Should you watch this on Disney Plus uh, or a streaming service that you already have, or should you skip this film altogether? Chris, what do you think? All the above. Um, I mean, this movie is really a lot of fun. It's just, it was just disappointing to me personally. I can see people walking out of this film and thinking it was great. I just was, I was so impacted by the message that had been set up in the previous film. I was excited to see where that went and I just felt like it ignored it here. So I was just a little disappointed by that. But look, yes, this is a Disney tentpole film, just like Avengers or whatever else. Like this is, you're going to have a good time here. It is Star Wars. It's not bad. It's just not as excellent as it could have been. Okay, and Tyler? Oh, yeah. Uh, see in the theater. It's it's at least worth it. It's a visual feast. It's, yeah, it's completely worth watching in theaters. And then when it gets to Disney+, Plus, stream it again. Okay, and Chad? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my scale is, is based on what, what I think it is worthy of as far as a quality scale. Obviously, I think you should see this in the theater. I think you should see all movies in the theater. But if I'm being very honest, it dances on the line for me of whether I think if this movie as it stands alone is, um, I think it's thoroughly mediocre outside of the amazing visuals and the technical stuff that was put together uh, around it. So, But I'll still say see it in the theater. Okay, and I of course agree. This is absolutely theater worthy for for the for the visual experience alone. All right, and with that, we are definitely going to have a, a lengthy discussion as we talk about spoilers for the rise of Skywalker. The first rule of Fight Club is: you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, Chad, you are clearly the most negative uh, uh, person on this film. Uh, out of the four of us, so so why don't we have you start? What were what were some of the big spoilery moments that just did not work for you? Number one, kind of big picture. One of the major complaints I've always had with J.J. Abrams, and this even goes this goes back to his Mission Impossible films, it go, it, of which uh, Mission Impossible film I should say, which I love, and his work in television is 
I don't think he is very good at directing action. The way he sets up, mm. composes, and directs action, I don't think is very good. Even with The Force Awakens specifically, and, and I'm with you, Daniel, I lean more towards you in saying that I, even though it is just A New Hope, I loved it. I mean, I really did love it and think it stands up as a great, great movie. But the weakest part of The Force Awakens still to me are the battle scenes, and especially the scenes when we have lightsaber duels. They're just very uninteresting, and there are a lot of close-up shots and a lot of action that is that's not exciting to watch and so it really stands out when you contrast this to the last jedi with ryan johnson who has given us such immaculately crafted set pieces like the throne room battle and the battle mm. oh, in, so and the, good. all of those scenes are i mean you can rewatch them endlessly so um, and there's no moment like that in either uh, that the, moment that moment when she goes into hyper speed and crashes through yeah, the so whole beautiful. Beautiful. i mean come it's on just littered with those and johnson oh. just doesn't give us those and so for me abrams you mean I'm sorry, yeah, Abrams doesn't give us those, um, those cinematic heights. And so when we get to the ending battle, we'll just start at, we'll start at the very end. I'm gonna, we can, we're going to talk specifically about how stupid the plot was, about how shoehorned Palpatine, <laughs> yeah, everything what, around it is that's so really, dumb. That's really what I want to talk to you guys about. But go, and we're going. going to. We're going to. But I'm, I'm talking specifically about the action here. You have the setup for something that could be very cool. We finally get to meet the Knights of Ren, which are completely wasted in this movie. They're completely uninteresting. There's really nothing that distinguishes them from your average Sith and or Last Order soldier other than they wear different clothes, right? They, we don't see any cool special things, which we know that they have, but whatever. It's just another gripe. So they're here and we have this double setup with the knights of ren are are surrounding kylo and then we have ray who's surrounded by the faceless sith this could and should have been one of those last jedi moments where we just lost our minds over how cool everything was but it, but literally within like 25 or 30 seconds this fight is over and it's composed in such a way that it's you know she grabs somebody with the force and throws them down and then there's a couple of little things boom and it's done right and the and the cool thing about that is the way that they force past the lightsaber mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you that that's super cool, but when that is kind of the best part about the whole setup, it makes the whole thing fall flat, which is really disappointing. Well, because well can I just say one thing? My favorite sure. part of that moment was after he had the lightsaber, he gives this very much Harrison Ford like gesture, like a shrug to them, like, oh, now you're screwed. Like yeah. that was my favorite moment right. of the entire thing. It was that little character moment. Was, yeah, so much a character moment. Yeah. Super cool character moment. And then 12 seconds later the scene is yeah. over. No, I agree. My I agree. point is where we are in the movie, which is the climactic battle scene. <laughs> so not dumb. just of it's a trilogy, so but of a trilogy of trilogies. It just goes to nothing and there's no, you could feel my entire audience just wanting to do, to, you know, to be with them. And it was like, oh, what, it's done? Uh, what? And then it goes into the way that, that she confronts Palpatine at the end with the two lightsabers. All of that in a movie that's two hours and 40 minutes long or 35 minutes long, all of the parts that really need some weight and some heft to it toward the end are shortchanged, and so you're, you're left as an audience member feeling short. And who in the heck are all these Sith? And what are the, what is this? Yeah, that was thing? my I mean, one of my just, biggest. They've been, they've been building. 
They've been building hundreds of Death Star light, whatever exactly. ships. So, Star 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 Star. I'll yeah. move off of the action so we can talk about this here. But that, but when you think about the, a movie called Star Wars, J.J., for as good as the director as he is, and he is, his weakness is 100% in, in the way that he composes and shoots action. And that is a bummer for a movie. Like, I mean, ugh, it's just so frustrating yeah. because – after two and a half hours of all the things I thought we were finally going to get was going to be some cool thing at the end. And then I'll, we can get into the Romeo and Juliet-ness of it later. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Chris. Let's talk about talk about Palpatine in this whole yeah, I just oh, this man, is yeah. This is my biggest problem, guys. And I'd like to talk to you guys about it because you say it doesn't bother you all that much. Well, listen, listen the last Jedi's main point here is, is that anyone can be a Jedi. It doesn't matter where you come from that that the force can be you can use the force the force can use you or you can you you're a part of something bigger than yourself and then in this movie they're like i'm just kidding you're palpatine's granddaughter yep did that not bug you guys oh yeah so that is my absolute biggest complaint that is that is the worst thing about this movie um so uh it absolutely for just just first and foremost, it makes no sense. Like it actually right. doesn't make any right. sense. Right, right. Uh, that's the biggest problem with it. Like at, at least if it would have made sense, and they it's it's not it's not set up. It's right. not hinted at. It's not yeah, a clue. Nothing. None so, of that. So so that is the biggest fundamental issue. Is okay, you good. can you can I guess you can retcon. It would still be annoying, but retcon at least if it makes sense um, or set up somehow. But this one is just like uh, you're. Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah, that's what we're going to yeah. do. And it's, it just makes no sense. Okay. But I will say, I think um, th- absolutely they should have taken that out of the film. It was completely unnecessary. It, it yeah. didn't even affect the plot. It just, like, just take it out. And it, well, and it does affect the plot of the last... Absolutely, uh, had uh, Palpatine... Sorry, it, it just affects the, it affects the Last Jedi's plot, is what I was... Yeah, no, I totally agree. It makes that a worse uh, oh, movie. 100- 100% agree. And so I, I, I think if you take that out, I think in The Rise of Skywalker, you can still have Palpatine in his role. I, I was not bothered by Palpatine being in this movie and the way he's kind of reanimated and kind of pulling the strings the way he is. That, that, uh, that worked for me. On its face, I agree with that as, yeah. as, a, as a framing mechanism. Yeah. Yes. And so that's the thing. And so I'm I'm not bothered with Palpatine being in this film at all. I think his his role works, and I, I and I think it works perfectly fine without him being related to Ray. Like that's completely incidental. It has no it has no bearing on what happens. In this Fully film agree. At it, all. It, it's a false plot narrative to make you care more or feel I, I more nostalgia yeah. or connected to the older films i guess well but it's even that same idea of like the only the only really amazing strong jedi can be mm. skywalkers and so then therefore the only terrible evil jedi can or the evil sith can be must right. be related to palpatine like it's a very weird yeah. definitely disappointing like, either or Okay, good. Problem. Yeah, I, I'm just I, glad you guys. I think felt you're that being gen. I think all of you are being very generous to that. Now, obviously, we can agree that we're we're nine movies into a film that is about you know because I've seen some unfair criticism where where people are mad about this thing where they say when you bring it back to it being a bloodline kind of thing that that is just completely unfair. And I disagree with that because we're nine movies into three trilogies which is all about it's like game of thrones right. it's all about bloodline and it's all about well, but legacy. we have one 
I get it. I get it. Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm on your side, Chris. I know. Like, but but I, just, I don't think that, I think the decision, I'm much more cynical than you guys. I think that this decision was made as a direct result to pander to fans who were pissed off because they yeah. didn't like who she was in The Last yeah. Jedi, period. I agree. Yeah. Fully. Well, see, and that's the thing is that like, it is a bl- about blood, but it's about Ben, Ben's journey. That should have been much more impactful, guys. That right. should have been like so good where he realizes and then makes a sacrifice, but that just didn't happen the way that I wanted it to. The, the, my two biggest complaints, number one, why is Palpatine there? Why is he her granddaughter? Why is he her grandfather, Ray's grandfather? And then my second biggest complaint about this movie is that the stakes just never rose to any kind of level of character because, I mean, to, to me caring because every time something happened in this movie, 30 seconds later, it was made okay. Literally, yes. like yeah. every, every, every like major, Chewie died. No, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that was the worst. Um, ben Solo died. No, he didn't. Like uh, the, all, the, all those people on that planet, the new character that looks like uh, whatever, uh, the Carrie Russell's character, she's, all, she's dead. No, she's not. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. every little thing, there was no weight. Yeah. That was my second biggest complaint for sure. Were were all all of the fake outs um, yes. because Man. they really uh, a lot of those. The, I was faked out. I was like, oh wow, they went there. So when Chewie, yeah, died, Chewie died, it was oh my great. Gosh. It was emotional, and yeah. I mean, if he was really dead, they they would have needed to film it slightly differently than they did. Yes, but, exactly. But yeah. uh, it was. It was like, okay, wow, they killed Chewie. All right, we're going somewhere. And then even even with C-3PO, okay, they, yeah, they that's erased the other one. his memory. That's the other one, yeah. They erased his memory, and that's a big deal. He's the only person to be in all of these movies, every single one of them. Yeah. And so that was really impactful. And then they, they undid it. At every moment, yep. they kept they kept giving us stakes and then removing the stakes. Correct. And so that was really, Correct. really frustrating for sure. That's what this movie did. It took yes. all the stakes that were set up by the last yes. Jedi and then yes. took them away. It Agreed. felt exactly like in Agreed. Infinity War when Thanos kills Robert Downey Jr. And then, oh no, he's good. He's fine. He's fine. It's all good. Well, this, this also had that moment where, well, is anybody else going to come and help us? And then all these other the faceless yeah. things and the it worst. had no impact. It was, it was like the exact same moment in Avengers Endgame, except there was literally, no one cared. No <laughs> one cared. My, my moment, there, there was a moment in here, and this would be my last thing that I, that I really wanted to say was, there's a moment they set up where they were talking about how the, the new character that they introduced, the, um, uh, the black lady uh, that they introduced, who was a stormtrooper, her backstory, she was not needed. She didn't need to be in the movie, but they set up her character as being former stormtroopers. Do you guys know, remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. So I thought, yeah, yeah. my th- thought, thought was, oh, they're going to turn all the stormtroopers and this movie is going to be about like, we have the ability to turn against you know, the villain, like, even though we've been bad, even though we've made poor choices, even though we're stormtroopers, we're the villains, I'm going to take my helmet. I just, I, at the moment they said that, I was like, oh, we're gonna have a moment where all these stormtroopers are going to take their helmets off. And then they're screwed. Cause if they don't have stormtroopers, they have nothing. Their power is gone. But that didn't happen. I was like, so I, I just didn't understand. And then that the, the moment was just that I guess Lando Calrissian flew around the galaxy and gathered a bunch of these people, and then that's who fought them. It just, to me, I felt like every moment where they could have been telling a wonderful, poignant, making a point, making Star Wars about something, like I felt like The Last Jedi was doing and set up so well, 
they just decided, no, 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 it's not that. It's your fa- It's who you're. It's who you're related to that really matters. Now, I, See, I will. I, I liked that. I liked the. Um, now, I, I agree with you what you were saying about the uh, the the lady that Finn meets. That that didn't work um, for me either. But what I did like, I I did like the moment, and this was one of the times that my audience did cheer I, I wouldn't say it was they went nuts but we had we had applause is when it's revealed that no this time unlike what happened in the in uh, last jedi you know the galaxy heard us and they have sent people to to fight i i liked that moment now i i think that it could have been hit better and i think that it could have been followed through um yeah. more but i i still liked the moment and i thought that was a good uh, I think that was one of those times where it did say, oh yeah, this is that whole idea of the sparking hope. So let me, let me talk about, um, w- so we talked about how it removed, uh, yeah, I agree, it terribly removed the idea that Ray was no one and that, that somebody could be as powerful as, as she can without coming from this bloodline. But well, she's someone, she's not related to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And so, um, and so uh, they did try to supplement that with, all these other people being force sensitive. So, so we, we, we kind of gather that, that Finn is, is force right. sensitive and I forget if there were others. Um, but uh, what did you guys think of that? What did you think of, uh, did that work for you that, that they kind of expanded that a lot more people could be force sensitive? You've got a little boy who's force pulling a, a broom and then he holds it up to the, to the rebellion right for the rebellion and you're like yeah yeah so i mean they can't just completely throw that away so but they made it a bigger deal than i think it was actually necessary you have you know when they're sinking in the rocks and finn says i have something to tell you right and we learn obviously later that it's because he's force sensitive when he says it has a feeling about uh where they are i just but but what does it actually mean what do they do with it i don't know you know it just kind of seems tacked on to me yeah i agree yeah, the problem, I mean, the really, the, the, big, the biggest thing here for me, not the biggest thing, but one of the biggest things is we talked about how <clears throat> JJ essentially used A New Hope as a framework for The Force Awakens. It's also very clear, in, in my opinion, that he is aping the Return of the Jedi conclusion oh, as well, but here it doesn't work. So specifically, you guys will remember, uh, in Return of the Jedi, Luke is at a place where he has encountered so many obstacles and struggles in his journey, where you actually think that Palpatine could convince him to strike him down in anger, uh, and, and as a result, join the dark side. You believe that it could happen. And so what JJ is doing here in this film is he's trying to have his, you know, have it both ways and make it where Ray has the same choice, except you don't buy it. I didn't buy it. I didn't have any belief that Ray was going to go to the dark side or that she would even strike him down. And his plan made no sense, not even a little sense. And so again, it's one of those things where the movie has just the only not set it up. The only thing that made sense to me, and I talked to Melody afterwards, and I was going to ask you guys, was it Palpatine's actual plan not to have Ray turn to the dark side, but to have Ben and Ray there so he could soak their their power and become the powerful emperor himself? That's what again? I actually think. I agree. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think yeah, it yeah. clearly See, shows that he I know, didn't know, I know that that would I, happen. I know, I know. But I'm just saying that's the only thought that I – could think of as like, well, maybe he just had the foresight to know that Ben would actually turn good and would come to try and save Ray. That would be both. I know. I, think I know. So. I mean, I think I'm with you. Either way, right? Like All one right. way or the other, he wins is, is how I kind of read it. Okay. There's just been so many times throughout the first two films where they've, 
and if he was truly pulling the strings where Ray has been ordered to be killed from Snoke right on down to Kylo and sure you could say well I think he'll turn it's just the moment you start trying to actually go down the plot holes you'll go you'll turn you'll turn insane and you'll go mad right. well because none of this was planned things, yeah well and that's what that again so that that goes in there's a few things I have here so one like this is this, this is a trilogy they knew they were making a trilogy George Lucas didn't really like he didn't really know he was making a trilogy when he set right. out for, for Star Wars. Like all of his blustering about that is, is just that he didn't know these guys knew what they were doing. And it, so it's like, how did we not like, like a writer's room on a show? How did we not sit down and say, these are the three movies. This is what's happening. Here's how it's going to go. Like, how did that not happen anyway? Like, so that's, there is that, that irritating thing to me of like, why would, why would there be disconnect in any way between these movies? But, um, but anyway, so that, that's one thing. But what I, what I really thought with, with this was as Ray is, is going up to Palpatine and is, is, you know, is having this confrontation with these weird crowds of, of faceless yeah. Sith, like all around them, which, which I don't even know if we need to discuss that, but that was like, just so weird. So stupid. Um, the well, we've seen these, thought, we've seen those guys before. I mean, they've they've they're all in the prequels. They've fallen around Palpatine and all this stuff. They're just no, no, no. Acolytes. I mean the I mean the stadium. Yeah, of, I know. I know you're talking about. They weren't hanging out around Palpatine. I mean, we've had we always have stadiums of things, but it's it's not not in the same the same way. I'm just like saying. They, I'm I'm just saying that the Sith Lord, Supreme Leader, however you want to say him, has always had acolytes doing yeah. his bidding. We see him in even in. Um, uh, Rogue One, they're in um, Vader's castle right. on Mustafar. Oh, totally. I, I, he has yeah. servants. They just, I just, I don't know where he got a stadium full, but that's, you're right. Yeah. They, Enough they got, to build they that fleet and pilot yeah. the fleet, evidently. That does not make any sense to me at all. But, <laughs> and hide uh, them under the ice, even though the place where they are is completely hidden anyway, but whatever. I, I, I thought yes. maybe they were going to say uh, the Force uh, has things that some people seem to, whatever they, they, they call yeah. And can we, stop with, can we stop with the blowing up planets thing? Okay. Yes, we get I know. It. Again, again, get it. Again, no again. more of that. I think, yeah. I think the Force just made these these Death Star Star Destroyers, whatever we're going to call them, whatever they are, the Sith Destroyers. Right. These Death uh, Star Destroyers. They just they just made they just the Force made them. That that is the that's the new Force power that Palpatine has. <laughs> in, in in addition to uh, healing abilities, apparently. Um, oh yeah. But what I was going to say that, that was interesting, but again, we have this this issue of of aping some things. Um, the whole confrontation with Ray to Palpatine was like the big thing that came up and and i didn't watch trailers but again i couldn't you know twitter didn't let me miss some things you know was this whole like is ray gonna turn to the dark side but what we have is such a harry potter voldemort showdown at the end of of <laughs> yes. like she was never going to like she was never going to make the choice right like so so you know why did you know why i know this is going in a weird direction but why did harry potter um never go dark the way that that he was supposed to or the way that Voldemort or so that, that, that he might have gone. Well, because he didn't, he wasn't going to, he, he didn't want to because of what had happened um, in, in his past and what had happened to his parents. He, he was never going to make the choice to do that. So for me, that tension never existed that Ray is going to go dark. I, I never, absolutely thought was, not. Right? Never, but then not for a moment. Then we get, we even further though, get this, you know, final confrontation. She starts hearing voices of the, you know, people around her who are like just like harry potter's you know his parent heard his parents and Sirius and all these other people she hears this as well and and i was like it, it didn't it didn't it felt so that felt so shoehorned in as a as a climax because there was no 
there's no tension. No tension. Um, I thought and, for, I must be honest. I thought for a moment, I, I was like, they don't have the guts to do it. But I thought for a moment we were going to have like all the Sith. Cause he kept saying the Sith are all in me. And I right. was like, are we going to have a battle Royale with force ghosts? This is going to be the greatest the thing, thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. And, and are we going to get like, you know, Mace Windu's coming back and Yoda, like, are we going to get a force right. ghost Jedi battle? That would yeah. be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was a disappointing it was a disappointing area. Again, all these, all these nitpicks for me, weirdly, I, I kind of don't care. I don't, I can't really explain it. And maybe I, I can't know, either if you can, too. I don't <laughs> know. but like, I can't explain. I don't <sighs> care about these and maybe I will upon like future rewatches. Like I, they, they will bother me, but I, I like, and they do, they do bother me from a critical standpoint, but from just a love of a love of star Wars, I don't care. Wow. Um, it's so weird. I, yeah. I yeah. Let me, let me tell you, about, let, let, let me talk about the positives to, to kind of eliminate yes. why I don't, Thank you. Yeah, let, I let, don't let's care talk as much. Um, now, I mean, I do care. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't try to, def- I'm not going to try to defend this film. No. <laughs> from being the weakest of this bunch or yeah. being messy or have, making terrible decisions. Like just I, I'm not, not being trying good. to excuse you can that just, stuff. You can do that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's a lot of the character moments really did work for me. For instance, um, I love the actual final moment of this film yeah. or the, 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 the ending on Tatooine uh, where she, she takes the name Skywalker. And but to be fair, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to interrupt you and I want you to keep going about the good things. If you even have a, even a remote connection to any of these Star Wars movies, it is impossible not to like that moment. Exactly. Because but that's is, my oh, point. It. It's that's pure my point. nostalgia poured right into your heart. Yes. I, and I don't deny that at all. I, I'm, I'm not denying that, that the, the things that I did end up liking about this film are driven purely by nostalgia or purely gotcha. by a love. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not tr- going to try to defend that. Like that's where this Absolutely. is coming from. Yeah. Um, and so um, the moment of Harrison Ford appearing uh, to, to have that conversation with, with Ben Solo, I mean that uh, for one, it's so convenient that, Oh, all of a sudden yes. we can see his memories. I thought he was a force ghost for a second. And I, I was, was like, hoping oh, nope. he was a force ghost. Cause that so, would, that would underline the force sensitive nature, like right. the, the force awakening. I, I was kind of hoping. Right. But, but, so, but even, even as convenient as that moment is from a, you know, screenwriting standpoint, it, worked for me like it yep. just it just did because the, the moment so, was emotional it was a payoff of not payoff but it was a nice callback a response to, uh, yeah to their initial conversation in can i ask you guys just a question right here and i'm not trying to steer it back negative but i i understand the limitations that they were dealing with with obviously with carrie fisher passing mm-hmm. away but i didn't quite understand what actually happened there during that fight to make, to make him stop before you know ray then stabbed him with the with the lightsaber so uh, so what i have heard is that that's the first time he's actually listened to his mom actually right. heard his mom so he's he has shut his mother out and she has been basically She's hoping to him yeah hoping that he will listen and that's the first time he's actually heard from his mother since he you know did the whole jedi temple thing mm. so that for him was like a oh and then he he had like an internal moment where he everything fell into place for him yeah and, i wish they would have made that clear and made a bigger yeah. deal out of that i know yeah. it's hard yeah. obviously with what they and, were dealing with and and i think that moment would have been more impactful had it been leia appearing to him instead of han solo but I think uh, that's you know, what they would have done yeah it would yeah. have been that and so obviously that's hard to it's hard to fault the filmmakers for that yeah. like and, and yeah. same thing with with all of leia's scenes here like yeah it is what it is but those scenes definitely felt 
it felt cobbled together. It never yeah. really felt natural. Again, yeah, I've read some things that yeah. said that the original plan in Trevorrow's original treatment was more with Ben, Ben dealing with his mother mm-hmm. yeah. to mirror Luke dealing with his father in the previous trilogy. Yeah. So, and obviously. so that would have been more impactful, you know, yeah. it, it, it is what it is, but, um, but still that, that's that scene with Harrison Ford appearing with Han Solo appearing was, was still impactful. And then there are all the fan service moments that just got me. Like when all of the Jedi call out to Ray, I mean, come on. That was so so good. good. It was so good. It could have been great if you had any belief that she was actually going through something. But yes, I I I get it. I I agree. I agree. It was cool. And so there are, there's just a collection of these moments that, that just still, still work for me as many faults as this movie has there's enough moments like and i mean i'll just keep listing things that i like 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 passing passing the the lightsaber back and forth or uh you know that moment I like that moment quite that a bit. That was a And it was still, it was still a moment of like as I, I was like. Now wait, that are you talking so about between good. Kylo and Ray, or are you yes, talking yeah, about yeah. on Octu? Okay. Yeah, and so yes. and so that was still a moment of like as it happened, I was like, well, that's real convenient that we can do this now. But it was awesome. Like, it, was it was cool. So but they, they set it up. They, they set it up at the beginning of the day. Totally. And in and in Last Jedi, this is why I'm I'm not as as hard on. There's some thematic things I wish they kept, but they set that up in Last Jedi very much so well um, they started it they started and, it. there was no like actual no, no, setup. I mean, yeah. Yes. yeah and and uh, i was also thinking you know uh, for for a moment i was annoyed at how many new force powers they were adding but then right. i mean that happened so that happened in oh. all the previous films where, totally. where they could do force things now, were so. new suddenly yeah, yeah exactly so so yeah. so at first it bothered me and then i was like well in the context of the series it actually makes a lot of sense it, none of that well, matters as long as it's a good story and right, it sure, works sure. well. Like you forgive all kinds of wrongs. If at the end of it, you're like, okay, that was yeah. great. Like, like in game, like yes. crazy stupid stuff happens in yeah, that movie yeah. that is really dumb, yeah. but you don't care. Cause at the end you're like, yeah. that was an incredible if, experience. If we're talking about good things too, that, uh, that is it babu freak or whatever that character (laughs) freaking love that character i loved that character he 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 was great hilarious i think c3po's arc in this is wonderful um the way that they i I think it ended poorly but i I agree it was was great but but most most of that c3po is actually really funny the way that somebody pointed this out to me i was i don't i can't remember it was like that's the way they treated him in the original they kind of treated him like trash you know what i mean like come on c3po he would always like get in the way he was doing the same thing but he actually made a sacrifice this time and that Uh was so good it could have been oh he's given a hero moment which he's never yes yeah, well, in the in the prequels, he does some stupid stuff that's supposed oh. to be heroic. But yeah, <laughs> no, they're here, just dumb. They're much not heroic. better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, that's that's the thing. There are enough of those moments that that overall, as a whole, rescue the film for me. While still not making up for for all the all the poor decisions that were made here, for sure, or, or the messiness. But well, how it's still about, just I wish it did for me. For me. I really can I just do. can I ask one more question? Because this is another yeah. thing that bothered me. How about um, Rose? Uh, what I, I have that completely sidelines. Yeah. Completely yeah. So her. here's my thing with that. Uh, I, I, on one hand, um, <laughs> the trolls who hate the Last Jedi and who literally bullied Kelly Miri yeah. Train off the internet, uh, they don't deserve to. They don't deserve to call the shots of Star Wars in any way. And so I definitely felt like the sidelining of her character was a response to the trolls, and that sucks. Yeah. No question. But just dumb because she but, was delightful. Here's my thing though. 
um, as stupid as that is, just looking at the story as a whole, not like taking taking that the trolls out of the out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Where I I had nothing that I wanted from Rose's character. I like, agree. There, with I, that. There's nothing that I didn't need her story to go anywhere. I didn't need to see her complete anything or do anything. Like she was a side character to me, right. even in the Last Jedi, and so. I'm not, I'm, I'm the only thing that bothers me about the treatment of her character in this film is that it pleases trolls. That's right. the, that's what bothers me. But as a story point, as a character well, in the yeah. film, it doesn't bother I, me at all. I just feel like there are several new main sideline characters that do very little to the plot or to themselves that Rose could have easily yeah. taken the role of. That's I just true. felt like, why are we adding these? Yeah, but that would have felt that would have that would have felt strange, though. I think because then it would have felt like it was the opposite. It would have been like, okay, well, we'll show you. Yeah. No, we'll. I, I think it's kind I, of a no-win I, scenario. It's a no-win scenario, and I think organically, there's not an easy way to insert her into this story that makes sense with the story that they chose to tell for this version. And I, again, I, I I think her character was fine. Okay. But I think she's a side character, just like we get yeah. like Carrie Russell's character or whatever, which yeah. you know at once one moment is going to kill him, and then two seconds later she's in love with him again. But it's stupid. I but, find I find I find her character I find Rose to be charming. Um, I find her yeah. to be yeah, um, kind of a how do I say it like um, not innocence, but like she has a um, seeing the universe as black and white, and kind of can keep the other characters grounded in that way. And I felt like. She could have done such a great right, but job that, with but them. But this movie is not interested in exploring. That I anymore. know. I That's know. My point is that they're telling right, a different right. story here. All right, fine. Whatever. Um, one, one thing that that bothered me uh, in, in minor ways throughout the film um, were I felt like spinoff setups. I think there were many. Oh, really? Many points in this film that I felt like. Hmm, I think some they're bubble they're planting, freak. I'm ready. Yeah, well, yeah, not that. <laughs> I, I, I think they're planting a Star lines. Wars story. <laughs> Baba Frick. <laughs> I thought they were they planted lines here or there that were just uh, that that a sentence or two that added backstory in a way that I was like, huh, like like for instance, uh, I have like three examples: Richard E. Grant, who is phenomenal in this movie, he is so uh, delightfully evil, he's great. Yeah, agreed. Um, as the general or whoever he was, and he has some random line where he's um, where he's communicating with Palpatine and says something about like, "I'll fight for you just like I fought in all the old wars," and I was like. Okay, so you're going to set him up as a villain for a, for some prequel movies. There's that. Then you also have Carrie Russell's character, who I felt like was prime for for a spinoff uh, character, watching her and the whole spice. We'll whatever. see her in the Mandalorian at some point, probably. Yep, right. there's that. Yeah, yeah. And I then the same thing. Yes, and then Bob and, and, Frick, yeah. and then Lando has that line with that new stormtrooper character, where she says she doesn't know who she is or where she's from, and he says, "Well, let's find out." And I didn't think that was just a nice moment. I was like. Yeah, you're you're testing the waters for a spinoff. Yeah, and, but listen, and so those lo- moments were bothered. Bother as long as bit. we get a a baby Yoda Babu Frick team up film, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> Man, just gonna I, break I, all I, the records. The same same <laughs> Give it all to me. Let's just do that. that sounds great. <laughs> you're a little baby. It's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> now, if you would have asked me at the beginning of this year which film I was gonna like better, this one or Avengers Endgame? Yeah. I, Flipped it, man. I, but I mean, I, for me, I think Avengers Endgame, you're right, Chris. It's interesting. That's an interesting comparison because it's tying up 22 films and this one's tying up nine, but over a much longer period. Right. But I think it's, I think that's an example of a film that was able to give fan service and, and, and give the fans what they wanted while still 
being true to the story that it's set up and exploring themes and closing things in a satisfying way. And for, unfortunately for me, this one just, just didn't. So um, before we wrap up, I do, I made just a list of little things. I just wanted to say, we don't have to unpack them all, but you know, things that make no sense or were unclear to me. I do feel like the, the, the three movies really set up Kylo Ren to have his redemption moment. So obviously when you see rise of Skywalker in the title, you think, well, that's been solo, right? I, I, it's not obviously, but it felt very frustrating to me, the speed at which he goes from dark to light. I mean, after three movies, there was, this thing, his mom reaches him, Ray saves him. And then he's not, he's immediately great. He's immediately like hundred percent all in his scar goes away and it's this transformation. I had a hard time buying that. I felt like that should have been more integral to the final conclusion, even though this is Ray's story. I felt like that should have been uh, more involved. And it also bothered me the Romeo and Julietness that we had just like the roller coaster of emotions back and forth of, is he alive? Is he dead? He's dead. He's alive. What's happening? I think that was all just manipulative and wasn't organic to the story. Um, and then Chris mentioned this, the key. I hated that stupid key. That made no sense to me. You know, the way they have to hold it to look at it and all that. I was like, come on. Oh, you're talking about, little, you're talking about the dagger. The, oh, dagger, the dagger, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, come on, man. It's like an escape room. What are we doing here? I mean, actually, that was classic. That was a classic MacGuffin. That was a classic, no, like, yeah. the idea mystery box of a MacGuffin is Wayfinder. cool, but the way that it actually worked where he held it over the, th- come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Does, yeah. But, but whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I... I actually, like I said before, I enjoyed that middle, that, that fetch quest part of the film. I kind of wish the whole thing was that. It kind of worked for me. Like, I know it was weak, but I I actually was enjoying, because the number one reason is that it worked is because all the characters were together Um, and they were, and they were all like, it felt like there was like stuff, they were doing something. Uh, and that's what I missed in the last Jedi was all those characters being together. And so, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. I, I understand that. That is a fair that's a fair thing to be disappointed about. But I yeah. think that this, I think I, I really enjoyed those moments of them being together. Um, but like I said, the overall plot still just really hurt my, yeah. my, my enjoyment of it just because and of what they were doing. It was very interesting, kind of the blatant retconning that they did. I yes. mean, got things like Kylo Ren's helmet coming back, yeah. you know, you've got how, uh, one of the big uproars in The Last Jedi was the way that Luke responded when he first was given the lightsaber by Ray, and he tossed it aside. And in this movie, he literally catches it and says, a Jedi's weapon is worthy of more respect. I mean, it's it's right yeah, back but, at it. No, but, no, 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 no. I don't see that as retconning. That's, that's, an art. that's learning. It's a and journey. It, like, I don't see that one as retconning at all. I see that one as, in, in The Last Jedi, he was wrong. And right. he Correct. learns that he, he says was wrong. so, and, he's, and he says he does. He, will not he be clearly the last, says, I, will not be I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, you can you can totally say that the writing's on the nose, but but I don't see that as retconning. I, I, I actually as a continuation. I actually journey. like that because I think Luke is wrong. I mean, yeah, Yoda tells Yoda tells him that in yeah, the Last exactly. Jedi, like he, that's chill, in the Last Jedi. Bro, yes. chill. Um, no, but there are a lot of retconning moments. Yeah. I mean, yes, just there are just just in the terms of like um like the ending was supposed to be like the the. Uh, the resistance was almost completely dead. There's only a few hundred. There was a lot more than them of that there. He, I mean, I, it just felt a little like I want to make, like I said before, this is what I said at the very beginning. JJ wanted to make a sequel to the force awakens and he just did what he needed to, 
to connect it very loosely to what happened in The Last Jedi, ignore the bits that really didn't mean a whole lot to him and the characters that didn't mean a whole lot to him. And he just basically made a sequel to The Force Awakens. Um, I mean, I'm actually even sure that you could watch Force Awakens and then Rise of Skywalker and not even know that too much has happened. Um, there's not a whole lot that that occurs in The Last Jedi that is interesting. Well, you'd have to find out about Luke, what happened of, to Luke. Right. That's true. Agreed. That's true. That's but, actually, yeah, I agree, that's but that's actually my problem with The Last Jedi. That, that To me, that's a problem with The Last Jedi a little bit more just because there's, is, there's not that much that happens in The Last Jedi aside from Luke's journey. Luke's journey is very important. No, Poe's Poe's journey is super important for him to learn that he can't just be the hero. A boy. Uh, yeah, like I yeah. love okay. that as a character moment. Um, Finn and Rose learning that, like, okay, like, oh, yeah, no, sure, I'm I am gonna have to go off and do this thing, and even though I will, I'm gonna trust somebody and realize, oh, that wasn't even, you know, that that was that was actually more damaging than actually helpful to the end game. And then also like you, I, I, there's a whole, but Ray learning um, Kylo Ren this is, deciding. This is, why, sorry, go ahead. this is why last Jedi is, is important. I mean, it is, it, I, I, you can't drop it. And that's the problem with any, with any middle though. I mean, yeah. like empire strikes back is the, is the, you know, one of those rare sequels that's phenomenal and bridges the two of them. This like last Jedi has the classic sequel problem when you're looking at it in context is that or the, the classic middle part problem. I, again, I love it. I don't think it has problems, but it's, it's trying to be its own thing while also bridging the gap between yeah. the two. And I don't think you can drop it. I think that the three of them work, work in concert and they should, they should work better. I, especially I, I agree with you that rise of Skywalker should pick up after it much, you know, with, with much more intention and purpose. But at the same time, I, I do think this is a cohesive trilogy. There are major problems with how it all flows. Um, you know, like, but, but in the end, it's that, it's that the character and the nostalgia that just absolutely, it works. It brings us back to that, that first movie that we all, you know, saw, you know, of, of a new hope. That's just, you know, we're, we're standing with Ray who has claimed the name Skywalker next to her droid, who we have fallen in love with, even though he wasn't used as well in this movie. And she's watching those binary suns set. And I just like, that is, the thing that it works. was great and that other by the way that other droid made no, was pointless what was the yeah, point of having that one? Uh, all right. yeah it's cute but it's like come on while we're yeah. talking about last Jedi, let me give you my sidebar this is uh, so here's the thing and then I, and those will be short and i'll then i'll be done so i think now that we've seen the third film and yes, we, see, we, see the, we see the knights of ren i think this is what should have happened at the in the last third of the last jedi everything else is exactly the same you could hypothetically, with what I'm about to say, replace the whole Canto Bite scene if you wanted to, but it even it works even if you leave it in there. So when they're when they're making their retreat and they're you've got the holdo maneuver, you've got all this stuff. They're now on the, the what's the is it Crete? Is that the name of the final location? I can't remember where the red sand right. So that's where they are. I think what has to happen there, which satisfies both, is because in, in Last Jedi, we've established who the Knights of Ren are, even though we haven't seen them. So what happens is you cross-cut the last battle, just like they always do, except you you insert earlier while they're in the middle of the retreat and all that stuff. The Knights of Ren show up on Ot 2 to attack Luke. Okay? It ma- doesn't matter why they get there, but that's what they do. And then you have this scene 
where Luke is forced to confront them and fight them, which checks off the box of all the people that have whined nonstop about, I didn't get to see Luke be bad, be a BA and be so awesome, right? So however you want to do that, Ryan Johnson would have made that scene incredible and Luke wins and defeats the Knights of Ren. So then they're done. Then you cut to Luke and then you cut to his point of view with him looking at his X-Wing, which is in the water which leads you to believe he's going to raise it out of the water. At this point, we're probably eight minutes into the last battle on Crete, and then everything else happens exactly like it would have, where you think that he has actually shown up and all the stuff happens, and then you're done. And then Knights of Ren are done, then you got the, the, the moment for Luke, and then that movie clears the table in such a way that we don't have to do what we did with this one. There you go. I'm done. I mean... That sounds great, but I think they did just as good a job. I mean, sure. all that's fine. I, no, dude, I, no. I'm just saying that one of the major furor uh, over that was that that's not my Luke. That's not how Luke was. He's, he's sidelined. Okay, right. I'm just saying he's sidelined. He's got a bad attitude. He would never give up. That one scene for, fixes force that. Force projecting because across, across the universe and making Kylo Ren. I know, Ren dude. The, it was the that's greatest. Not powerful enough. No, but, it's, but, th- but think about it. Think about your emotional state if you have seen him actually do the fighting with Knights of Ren, which would have been amazing. Luke Skywalker versus the Knights of Ren, directed by Ryan Johnson. Dude, that would be phenomenal. I and don't you, disagree. No, I don't disagree. But you that. think that's the end of his arc. So then you're like, yeah, and then you're really cheering for everything on the, the last battle. And then he still does the force projection and he's tired from the battle. I and get then it. he dies. Come on, dude. That'd have been great. Anyway. Or maybe even hurt from the battle. From or hurt the from the Ren. battle. You know, he's Absolutely. a little bit. Yeah. That's it. That's it, man. I, I understand. I'm, I see where you're going. I just don't think it's necessary, except like you said, to, to silence haters. But I don't care about the haters. Last Jedi still to me, like I said before, great. I think it is my favorite, if not my, my second favorite Star Wars film. It is beautiful i love ryan johnson knives out i really adored so like i just yes. for all he's that just stuff. a better filmmaker than jj abrams so that's good guys true. he's so good anyway sorry so that's my and has his has his future star wars trilogy been sidelined like on the it. other ones no still it's still on happening it. oh, he's still, still working on it thank goodness good. exactly that's what i'm excited for anyway, all right let y'all. me say this because i've been 100 percent negative the whole time except for the frick character um, <laughs> <laughs> i as much as I was disappointed by this film because it didn't take, I didn't think it fulfilled the potential of what it could have. I still very much like you, Daniel had many moments where I was moved and loved these characters. And I think JJ did a good job at at least bringing closure to a lot of the main themes that have been set up over these nine films. It's still a decent movie it's better than all the prequels i've seen some people saying it's worse than the prequels and that's yeah, insane no way. that's yeah, no absolutely way. insane no. it just makes me a little a little disappointed that this is how it ends but overall very grateful that i've had 41 years with these nine films that make up my childhood and, and a significant part of my life so i yeah. for that i am at least grateful that we got a chance because 15 years ago we never thought we were going to get these three movies right, so right. i'm i'm eternally grateful that we at least got them yep I totally agree, and I still I still maintain that there is no bad Star Wars movie. Um, Agreed. I, I even like I I like the prequels. I I do like they have way more flaws, and we could spend a lot of time. In fact, uh, Geek Card Check will be doing a big retrospective uh, in in early 2020. But uh, I you know so we will talk about them and all of our problems and all of our love for them. Maybe we should have you guys on um, 
just to, to, to gush with us. It's a, well, that's the only way we can talk to Chris these days. So I guess that's, that's, right, that's what that's we'll right. have to do. That's right. Get on our podcast. You've not been on our podcast yet. So that's the problem is, is that mm. there's no love towards us. You're right. That's why you <laughs> left the podcast is because I haven't been on your podcast. That makes <laughs> well, sense. That's what it is. That's honestly, what it is. our podcast, Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Let's <laughs> oh, just keep wow. going. Let's All right. Just, All right. We're going to put an end to this. <laughs> All right. We have talked about the rise of Skywalker enough. Uh, let us know what you guys think. I know that there are a, there, there's just a variety of opinions on this film. And we are going to see you next time as we are talking about award stuff, as we are talking about some of the best films of 2019. So we will see you in 2020. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.